This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Philly's Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne. I'm joined by John Brazier, as always. And, John, I guess this is uh, Long Distance Phillies Backstage. Really um, excited to introduce. I love I love this, John. Um, our next guest uh, has a Twitter handle, UK Phillies. But I love the, I love the, uh, the subtitle. Uh, it says, From Broad Street to Britain. Supports the Phillies 24-7 from across the pond. Keep the faith. It's the furthest guest we've ever had. Yeah. So let's bring him on right now. Yeah, this is England's number one Phillies fan, everybody. It's Dave Shaw. How you doing, Dave? I am great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. What a what an honor. This is amazing. Thank you. Well, this is great. So, you know, you got it. For, for those that don't know you, uh, talk about uh, how you became Great Britain's uh, number one Phillies fan, because we know the story. But take us back to 2011. Uh, it was, oh, it's 2012. 2012. It's June of 2012. Um, I was traveling over the States at the time, doing a big, big tour of States, west to east, and Philly was one of my final stops. And uh, I had not really much interest in baseball at the time. A big sports fan. And I was staying in Old Town and met some guys at the hospital I was staying at. And uh, they had a spare ticket for the game. And uh, they said, do I want to come along? Uh, yeah, sure. You know, big sports fan. I thought, yeah, I'll check out a new sport. Didn't know what it was about. Uh, went down there, and and as soon as we got off the scepter, just mind blown. You know, you've got Citizens Bank Park, The Link, Wells Fargo, Xfinity Live. Uh, as soon as you get out the station, you can smell food, barbecues. Like, this is nothing already in the first 30 seconds to what I've ever experienced back here in the UK. Uh, so already I'm like, okay, yeah, this is uh, this is a bit of me right here. Just walking around, looking at the tailgating, never seen anything like it, and um, just taking it all in. Walking around the ballpark, which is something that you can't do here in, in football stadiums and, and stadiums here in the UK. And it was just absolutely mind-blowing. And that is before the, the game had even started, you know, just walking around, taking the smells of the ballpark, which was incredible, the food, it was just unbelievable. Ah. Uh, so then the game started, and I had no idea what was going on. So uh, a very kind lady sat next to me and, and was very patient going through it all with me. Uh, we were playing the Pirates. It was Chase Utley's first game back off the, off the IL at the time. First game of the season, first at bat. And uh, I could see all around that everyone had Chase Utley on the back of all their jerseys. And I knew this guy, but I said, this guy's a big deal, right? Everyone got up in the back and said, oh, yeah, this guy, he's the man. Yeah, don't forget it. I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> I got it. Uh, first at bat, home run, and the, the, the place goes absolutely crazy. The ball lands literally 10 meters away from where I'm standing. Uh, the, the, the park is rocking. It's just unbelievable. The atmosphere was just incredible. 
Uh, and that was it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm hooked. This is, this is a bit of me right here. This is unbelievable. Uh, they went on to lose the game, which at the time was the finest things to come for the next few years. But it was just an incredible experience. The Fnatic, you know, coming around. I'd never seen anything like it when I first saw the Fnatic. And uh, it was just incredible. So I went back a day later, did the ballpark tour, went home, caught up in all the history, watched all the YouTube videos, just got completely engrossed in it. And before I knew it, I'm staying up every most nights watching the games, just completely hooked. And uh, yeah, I've been going back, well, nearly every year ever since. All right, let's take you back. You grew up, I believe, in Yorkshire, right? Uh, area, which is northern, right. northern, yep. northern, northern yep. England. Uh, and obviously cricket, yep. rugby, but cricket would be the closest to, you know, to baseball, I guess, right? So uh, I guess yes. Americans' yes. confusion towards cricket is similar to, akin to the British ver- uh, confusion towards baseball. So did, <laughs> very, you, did you grow up and play, did you play cricket at all? Uh, in school, yes. Uh, especially growing up north, it's a cricket stronghold. Uh, yeah, in school, playing cricket and rugby as well, football, they were the, and tennis, they were the four main sports. And a, and a bit of rounders as well. Uh, similar version to baseball. Uh, but, but cricket and, and rugby and football were the, the three main sports growing up. And, yeah, so, so I guess, I mean, did, did that love for cricket kind of then give you, I guess, love for baseball, I guess? Yeah, well, I mean, what, did unique... you, what did you love right. about baseball, Dave, when you were watching the game? They're similar, but they're really different, obviously. Yeah. They're, they're really different. I can't get into cricket like I get into baseball. I, I much, much prefer baseball. I When I moved down south, cricket sort of got, pushed to one side slightly and, and at the time growing up football definitely took over and motorsport and uh, four wheels and two wheels you know I, I got hooked into that before I found baseball um, but uh, watching play, I, watching baseball what is it it's, it's, it's just great just it's every game is different every inning is different every at bat is different you just you can't call what's going to happen um you, I root for these guys so hard. Every single one of them that steps to the plate in the in the red and white, you know, the red pinstripes, I just want to see do well. Um, it's intense. Even you know, even the games when you you think you're miles behind, and you're out of it. You just never know what's going to happen. You can come back as quick as you can lose it, and it's just it just grips me every single night. You know, in the stupid o'clock in the morning, you know. 2 a.m. and you think, oh, okay, I might go to bed. Oh, no, I might watch one more inning and then one more inning turns two more innings and before you know it, 4 a.m. and you know, you've got work in three hours and you're still there at the edge of your seat watching, watching the game. It's just that, uh, it, I don't know, I, I can I think of it. There's a number of things why, why I love watching the fields and the baseball. Now, uh, Tom knows this, but uh, I lived in Manchester, England uh, for a year right out of college. I, I actually played and coached lacrosse over there. So I was kind of the Ted wow, Lasso okay, yeah. of, of lacrosse, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, my experience over there, this is, you know, late eighties, um, you know, going to old Trafford or going to some of the you know stadiums there, you had mentioned that the complex Wells Fargo center and you know, the, the ballpark here and the link, you know, you really don't have that over there, right? You don't have the, you know, Wembley is kind of on its own or old Trafford's on its own. You don't have like the multi sports complexes in one area, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing like, nothing like at all. You know, you've got, uh, I suppose the nearest you would ever get would be in, in the city of Nottingham, where they have two football grounds across the river from, the, from each other. Then you'd have the cricket ground a bit slightly up, which is a huge, huge stadium as well. 
Uh, and then they've also got an ice hockey team, which is not too far away, but it's, I wouldn't say it's the same complex. It's in the same sort of radius, but to have, you know, three huge stadiums and a massive sports bar right in the middle, all within walking distance and in a, in a big complex like that, there's, there's nothing like that in the UK, no. And Dave, you know, John and I are sitting here, we're just like, we're, I think we're glowing, right, John? Because it's, it's so great to hear your enthusiasm <laughs> for the sport and uh, dedication. And what did your friends think? Like, you come back from America and you're like, hey, I discovered baseball. But, you know, they don't play baseball, uh, not only in England, but most well, of they, Europe. No, they play, or, but they're just not big. Yeah, not, not very big. But did people understand, or do they even still now understand your obsession? <laughs> After this year and watching the Phils getting to the, the, the postseason and the World Series and the excitement from that, I think they're starting to get it. Yeah, definitely starting to get it. And starting to watch it as well, which is just even a bigger bonus. You know, they were texting me and when I'd see them, they were like asking me questions like, right, so when we got to the World Series, they were like, was well, this the final now? I'm like, yeah, this is, this is the equivalent of the final seven games. Uh, and they were asking me questions, trying to follow up with me. Uh, which which is great. That's exactly what I'm trying to do over here is is spread the word of baseball and and the fields and trying to get more new fans on board and trying to help grow the game in the country. So they they definitely get it. My work colleagues definitely get it because I I either go into work in the mornings in a great mood or in a a terrible mood for the first few hours. So they definitely get it. Um, But yeah, I try and and make following baseball fun. I try and make the, the Twitter account fun. Uh, not so stat heavy, but more on the fun side of it, the home runs, the big plays, the big wins, the, the, the tight wins, and some of the losses, you know, just trying to engage new fans into it and get them going, oh, okay, this looks, this looks fun. They're going to check it out. And, you know, especially last season, we were winning so many games and we got into the postseason. It was great to see more and more new people taking interest and new fans jumping on from the UK and around Europe as well. And, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. So that was, uh, it was a really, really good year uh, in terms of that side of it as well. Now, Dave, we have a uh, mutual friend in JP Teddy uh, who started yes. Young ah, Avenue. Yes. Uh, I met JP when he came yep. up here to Philadelphia a while ago, and I went actually down there when the Eagles played the Jaguars in the, uh, at the Wembley. At Wembley, I actually went – he blocked off that whole block, uh, and he had a big Eagles yep. uh, tailgate party there, which was great. So you you have uh, you you have monthly meetups, right? Uh, where you basically have people come like watch parties uh, at Passyunk Avenue, correct? Yes, correct. Yes. So uh, there's especially again this season, discovering that there's actually more Philly fans in the UK than what I realized. Uh, the the postseason in London was was magic. You know, Passyunk was. They've opened up a, a new branch now with, in, next to Waterloo Station, which is more of a dive bar. And wow, by the way, anyone who hasn't been there yet and who's planning to come to London, get down there because it's a fantastic experience. Not only to watch the Bills, but to watch the Eagles or college football or the Flyers, Sixers, you know, anything Philly. Pretty much any American sport and Phillies or any Philly team aren't playing. That's the place to go and watch the sport. Uh, and we were, we were having meetups, you know, and every night in the postseason, you know, Passion would stay open, especially during the World Series. It'd be busy. It would be packed, and the atmosphere was incredible. You know, it was like a little, a little slice of South Philly right there in, in the heart of London. With some great cheese uh, steaks. We had the chanting. Yeah. Right, the yeah, cheese steaks are awesome. Yeah, are legit. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are legit. J, what JP's done is is just incredible. Apt and uh, forever. I think we're, we all are forever grateful for what he's he's brought to London. That slice of Philly. 
it's great meeting there's so many people from Philly there as well, either expats who are now working in the UK or people on vacation. Uh, during the World Series, I met so many people that uh, that were from Philly and it introduced me to other people that were there from Philly and sort of like, you know, one from Newtown, the other one from Wayne. They live so close, they didn't realize it. And it happened to be in London watching the films in the World Series. Mm. It's a small world, but that was also, it was just great fun. It did, but, yeah. yeah. What JP's done is, is incredible. Yeah, and, um, you know, and I know uh, we're going to get talk a little bit more about the your playoff experience but just going back in that timeline you were here in 2012 that was your first time and then I know you were back in 2018 um because the Phillies you know found out about your story and you know I know yeah, they kind of yeah. rolled out the red carpet for you uh was that then that game in 2018 your your sec your second time uh you know your first time back after 2012 and then it was you know it, Describe that experience you had that day. Oh, man. Yeah, so I've I been back at pretty much every year since, but more low-key. Uh, so 13, 2015, I was there for opening day, which didn't go too well. Uh, 2016 didn't go too well either. They weren't great trips, but they weren't great years. But 2018 was, was incredible. So I not long had the Twitter account up and running in 2017, um, just starting that basically because I just thought there has to be other – Philly's fans in the UK that we can all come together and, I don't know, just let off some steam because they were some rough years. And I thought, there's got to be so many other people in the UK that we can talk about this with. And sure enough, that, that's how the account came about and started to grow because there were other fans in the UK. Uh, the, the 2018 experience was incredible. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, at, at the time, Tim Stokel, uh, who was running the social media team at the time, got in touch to said, uh, oh, just meet, meet me outside the ballpark at this time. Uh, it'd be great to meet you. So I thought, oh, okay, great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he came out with a, a bag of goodies, some giveaways. And I uh, thought, oh, fantastic. You know, this, this is great. And uh, they took me in and said, right, come on down. We're going to take you to the, the batting practice. So I'm like, whoa, okay, incredible. Uh, watching the guys just do this. I'm stood there in awe, you know, when you're, that close to these guys, watching them just just hit baseballs for fun out of the ballpark, just incredible, incredible experience. Uh, and then he put me in the diamond level for the game. It was against the Mets. Uh, that was incredible. Uh, then they had the film crew filming me. Greg Murphy came over to interview. It was just surreal. That one of the best experiences ever. Uh, Phil's uh, lost it in the night with. Uh. Yeah. Again, added to added, added to the experience, you know. And, and I heard you got a visit uh, from the green the green guy too, and that that game, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I the, did. Still got those pictures. I still look back at those pictures. Does he smell? Does yeah. he smell as bad as uh, you know, uh, like the wrapper that they they wrap the cod in, right? The, the fish and chips, the newspaper, the old newspaper. I would. Uh, I. You know what I. I didn't smell too bad. I didn't smell as bad as I thought he was, as, I've, as I've heard, as I've heard before. But uh, no. Hey, Dave, no, no, another I question. Was, I was up to Yeah, another question, too. That that yep. game you were with, uh, was it the, your fiancé at the time, or was she your new got engaged in New York? Yeah. Oh, you got engaged on that trip. That's right. So this was her first baseball game, right? Yeah, yeah, her first experience. Yeah, yeah. And what a, what a way to what a way to do it. It was uh, – it was incredible. Just added to the the incredible trip that we had at the time, and uh, yeah, it was it was just apart from apart from the uh, the blown the blown save in the ninth. It was just 
the, the best trip ever. Yeah, is she, is she a diehard Phillies fan too now? Not quite. Uh, no, I haven't quite. I haven't quite got her on board. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> and and Tom mentioned mascots. What's the mascot scene over in England? I mean, are, is it or mascot? I, think, I'm, I watch a lot of Premier League, and I just don't remember seeing a lot of mascots. Am I just missing them, or no, are they just not no. as out front? They're there, but the scale is nothing like to, to what we what, what you have in the states. It's it's nothing. It's uh, they're there. Every every team has one, uh, but they're just not as focal as they are in the states. Like I don't know what the UK would make of the fanatic. You know, I would love the Phil to come over here and bring the fanatic just uh, just to see him outside Buckingham Palace and around the London attractions, let alone at some sporting events. It would just be just incredible scenes. Well, Dave, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I'll tell you that the, the Netherlands have been playing baseball for a long time. I guess in Europe, that's one of the areas that um, uh, have been playing baseball. And the fanatic did go over that. I think that's the only spot in Europe really he's ever gone to perform and uh the fans recognize the fanatic and they're really into it you know but uh he's never been to London I think we gotta we gotta make this work Dave I think you need to spearhead the campaign to pitch Major League Baseball on the Phillies with the fanatic to go down there and I think we need to play the Mets based on a lot of you know you're saying that they we we blew the game against the Mets and you know what better to have New York Philadelphia battling it out you know over in England it would be it would be awesome. Uh, I managed to put a word in. So Chase Utley is now the new London uh, yeah. MLB Europe Commissioner uh, uh, Ambassador, and uh, he he came into Pashyunk, uh the day before the first game of the World Series. So I was able to to put in his ear, you know, Phillies, Mets. It makes so much sense, and he said, "We'll see what happens with a with a right smile." So I'm I'm hoping, you know, and the indications are, are pretty good that. Uh, this, they're going to try and make it happen. So fingers crossed. And then if if he comes over and the fields come over, then oh, what a what a week well, that's going to be! Unbelievable. How's he liking it over there, by the way? Yeah, he. It, we, oh, first of all, what a guy! What an incredible guy! Uh, spent a good three four hours chatting to everybody there. Completely relaxed. He loves the lifestyle. He loves the scene. His family, his kids are really settled. Um, he, he flew back obviously to Philly for the World Series and yep. then flew straight back. And, uh, yeah, he, from what he's saying, he, he absolutely loves it. Yeah, it's completely different, obviously, to, to, to Philly and California, of course. Uh, it's a little bit colder, obviously. But, um, yeah, he's, he's absolutely loving it from, from what he's been saying. He's, uh, he's really settled well. So, Dave, now we fast forward to 2022. You've been following uh, the season. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, about, you know, just how that whole uh, – you know, last uh, you know few weeks of the season, right into the playoffs, went for you. And then, John, did you know that Dave has been at, at work back in England? Would every uh, year let his bosses know that I may be taking a vacation right, in October, right. which that, never really panned out for no, a while. No, from 2012 to uh, you know. Well, 2000. first of all, let's go back to the, the before you go there. <laughs> you know, every if our games, let's say, start at seven o'clock. Well, it's midnight. Right, exactly. It's midnight there. Well. Playoff game started what eight thirty or whatever. Exactly, Dave's so, a maniac. This is what right, we're trying so to get it's at. One thirty in the morning <laughs> over the start of the games. No, so I th- I just think it's great that you know having the faith, keeping the faith, thinking hey, every year could be the year. Just make sure I'm going to block out a week to come to you know the states and come to Philadelphia. But it it finally happened this year, Dave, and, and tell us about your experience coming to a playoff game. Ah, uh, I I still get 
very giddy and a bit goosebumpy talking about it. Um, if you'd asked me when I left the silly at the end of June uh, or the beginning of June that we'd ever going to get there, I sort of went back to work and said, I probably won't need that time off in October even then. Even though we had just fired Girardi and we were gone, we'd gone four for four during that trip, I was still like, ah, oh, I had a great trip. Can't wait for to come back next year. Um, yeah, then the season snowballed into what it was and oh, flying out. So we had just, ah, uh, we had just lost the first. No, we had just won the first game. We had just won the first. So I, I left here at four in the morning. Got the coach. Game one had just finished. Uh, so no sleep. I don't think I slept for a good 42, 43 hours in total. <laughs> nice. For the first, for the first few uh, days I was in Philly. Um, flew into Philly. Watched the second game against Atlanta at Xfinity Live. Great experience. The game didn't work out. I, I didn't really care. I, I, and not many people did. Everyone's minds was on that first game at Citizens Bank. First time in 10 years. You know, that, that's where my mind was. Uh, then had the the honour of going into WIP studios with Jack Fritz to go on his podcast with James Seltzer for the high hopes. That was just mind-blowing, incredible. Um, the anticipation was just unreal. On the day, oh, man, special. Like, I've never, never experienced any Philly games in my life. You know, the, the build-up, the, the, you know, just walking around the, the car park, the tailgate, you know, chatting with fans, drinking some beers, eating food, bumping so many people, the excitement, the, the anticipation was unbelievable. Like I've, you know, I've been there for a few opening days and it's been great. You know, people are excited, baseball's back, but this was just already on a completely different level. Um, you know, and, and I've heard all the stories in the past, you know, every time I've been over, it's like, oh, you've got to come back to the playoffs. You know, the bank's completely different. It's rocking. You know, you'll never experience anything like it. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm sure it is. And I'm not... <laughs> When I got there, I understood the hype. I understood it all. It all came so clear. And, um, you know, we were, I was stood out in the outfield, sort of um, a bit just literally below the scoreboard for the first game. And, wow, you know, when the rally towels were all waving, uh, the Fanatic was going around on his quad bike, getting the fans going, it was just, it was electric. And, yeah, you could feel the fans shaking. It was just ready to go off. Uh, the Reese Hoskins home run in the bat spike is something I'll never, ever forget. That was one of the highlights for me. Now, Dave, on that, uh, like just on that, yeah. I'm going to stop you in two seconds. The uh, So I've been with the Phillies 29 years. Tom's been there longer, been there, what, 30-something yeah, years. Yeah, 34 years. And so I've been to some playoff games, some big moments. i got to tell you, I told a lot of people, yeah. when Reese Hoskins hit that home run, I think you're right. There was such energy because this is the first time we were in the playoffs since 2011. People couldn't wait, and they, they sensed something very special. Obviously, we're going in, you know, 1-1 going into the uh, third game. And when Reese Hoskins hit that yeah. home run, that was the loudest I've ever heard this ballpark and to this day. It, it was even louder when than when Bryce Harper hit the you know home run later in the you know yeah, yeah. later in the yeah. but that Reese Hoskins and he slammed that bat down. I'm t- I'm right with you. That was the loudest I've ever heard. Uh, it was like we would I was just running around hugging with strangers, just jumping for joy. My my voice was gone after that. I I, I had nothing left after that home run. Um, and yeah, the, the, my ears are ringing after both games for quite a while as well. You know, it was like you'd just been to a, to a concert. You know, you, your ears were ringing, your head was floating funny, you're in a, a wonderful place. 
Uh, game two, uh, I had standing tickets, so I was managed to stand just behind home plate. Uh, and again, the, the JT in the parker for me again will always live with me because it was just a special moment. You know, the ball came off the wall and he's running to second. And it, it was like watching, I don't know, a horse race and you've got money on a horse coming through to win. And you were like cheering him on. That's how I was cheering JT. And everybody was. Everyone was jumping, going, come on, JT. Runs around third, slides in at home. Just again, Bedlam, as, as, as Francie beautifully put it. it. It really was at times. Bedlam, you know, you could feel the sand shaking. You could just the noise just echoed and echoed, and it was it was just the best, the best experience, of, of my best, by far my best sports experience of my life. One of the best moments of my life, without a doubt. That was a it was a special weekend. We went to Xfinity Live after, managed to see the players come in. The players were were, were chilling out at the top and managed to get pictures with Brandon Marsh and, and, and Garrett Stubbs, who were just incredible. And it was it was just like a dream. It honestly was just like a dream. Yeah, and you know what? In one year uh, on your Twitter feed, you also you you showed at one point the you know Colin Scott doing um, you know dancing on my own, and but you showed when he was on Britain's Got Talent uh, for the first time guess, yeah. doing the cover of Robin's song. Uh, I mean, that's pretty cool too. You've got again a British guy, right? Who who had probably had no idea that the. That next thing you know, the Phillies baseball team <laughs> would basically bring him big time into the spotlight, right? Yeah, and I, I follow Yorkshire Boy as well, which was uh, which was just as just as awesome. Uh, yeah, what 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 the chances? You know, it was just. I remember when the video first came out in the locker room. I was like, oh, cool, Callum Scott. Like, oh, cool. A Brits made it onto the locker room and it's just singing a song, and uh, obviously Robin's the cover of the song. That's awesome. And then just how that even snowballed and came about, you know, and now we'll forever be an anthem of the Phillies and, and we'll instantly, when anyone hears that, flashing back to the to the October of 2022. It's, it's just crazy, you know, and he, he's done well out of it as well. It's, it's well, Yeah, it's just great. It's another thing that adds to that special, special month, you know, Callum Scott dancing on my own. It's just, it's unreal when you when you when you, when you think about it all and sort of even write it down or even read about it and go, really? You know what? 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 What the heck happened? You know what on right. earth happened? It's, it's still now even quite hard to process. Yeah, we're yeah, we're all doing it here. Well, it is funny too uh, because the fans <laughs> really took to the. They saw, of course, the the players singing that song after the game, and so the fans really took to it right away. So after every win here in the playoffs, you know, everybody's singing that as loud as they can. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Now, when you when you got back to England after after that trip, did you notice more activity? You know, on your Twitter um, page and just some more followers and more people kind of. Uh, get, uh, getting into it because yeah. of the playoff run? Uh-huh. Yeah, insanely, insanely. Um, and again, one of the best parts was a lot of new fans, a lot of new people new to the sport, uh, you know, a lot of DMs going, hey, can you explain a few things? I don't quite get what's next or, or, or what does this mean? And that's great. That's exactly what I'm trying to do and, and build the sport and getting people engaged. You know, there's a, the Eagles have a, have a big, big fan base here in the UK. I have a lot of Eagles fans who were like watching the postseason going, oh, you know, like watching baseball for the first time as well, going, oh, this is great. You know, it, you know, they're, they're all, a lot of Phillies fans, or Eagles fans, are sort of watch Phillies on the side and the Flyers and the Sixers, but not take a proper interest until now. And a lot of them were hooked. Like, I was like, this is what baseball, postseason baseball's like. Like, yeah, this is, this is awesome, right? And it, yeah, they, they got hooked and asked me questions like, oh, when does, 
when does the season start again? You know, when when are the games on more regularly? You know, oh, I have to go out there for some Phillies games as well. You know, it's it's great. It's exactly this is what you know. This is what a, a postseason run can do. It, it just just grows a fan base like you wouldn't believe internationally to 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 and you know what you consider a, a non-baseball sort of country. You know, it, it is played here and. You know, GB getting through to the World Classic for the first time ever is is also been a big thing over here as well. And yep. baseball's starting to get media coverage and starting to get into the limelight. We've got the London series next year with the Cubs and Cardinals. Uh, yeah, Team GB into the World Classic in, in USA's group as well, which is yep. is also really funny rooting against funny rooting against JC and Kyle, but <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> really? it's great. Right. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, and, and compare the experience. Now, again, I, I was over there in 88. Um, but let's say like a big soccer game. Let's say Liverpool is playing Man United. And it's, an, it's, a, big right. ma- it's yeah. a big match. Um, now, the difference is, if, if I remember, there's not really the tailgating experience as much as here. It's more, you know, there's so many local pubs and people go to the pubs and they go right from the pubs, yeah. basically go into the, in the stadium. And that's where they're, you know, they continue in the stadium. Whereas in America, you know, especially playoff baseball, or football games, you know, it's more the tailgate experience, you know, outside in the parking lot and people doing barbecues and, you know, we had that whole street blocked off, right? Is that, is that still the, the yeah. way it is now? Yeah, I, I was trying to, actually on the flight home, I was trying to compare it and it's sort of, the only comparison I can think is when the country here comes together for England in a major tournament like the World Cup right now or, or the Euros, you know, it, it's, on a completely different scale, like n- nothing for me, like that sports experience, I've, I've never experienced that the whole week I was there. Um, yeah, so our equivalent of a tailgate would be sort of going to the pub before the game, having a few pints, a pack of crisps uh, or a pack of chips and um, just sort of meeting your friends, you know, getting a few songs going, going into the stadium, continuing that. And then everyone sort of goes home after, whereas, you know, <laughs> you, you Baseball in the States is like a day out. It's a whole day out. You know, you go there early, get to tailgate or get to, for the postseason, the festivities that were going on. You know, you spend a good two, two and a half hours, you know, just, just talking to, to fans and to randoms and, and to friends and drinking a few beers, going to the park, walk around, get food. It's, it's, it's a much more uh, a day out, a family day out at that as well, which, which is great. You know, it's, it's the atmosphere builds up nicely in a baseball stadium, whereas at football here, you would probably go to the ground half an hour before the game, get in, get a drink, find your seat, watch the game for 90 minutes, and you're straight back out again. It's, it's a completely different experience. But even the atmosphere during that field game, you know, for, for two, two and a half, three hours, everybody was sounding. Everybody was singing, chanting, you know, and it was louder than... Them, I think there's so many big sport events here, so many big games, and it was it was louder than that. It was louder than European soccer crowds, it, honestly. And I, I tell my friends, you know, like 
Uh, it, honestly, the atmosphere sounds good and tell you when you're there. It's nothing like, you know, going, what? Louder than Wembley? Louder than Old Trafford? Louder than Bayern Munich? Like, yeah, honestly, guys, it's, it's, it's insane. It's yeah. just so hard to describe. But and, and I would honestly, think... anyway, you know, nothing compares. Yeah, and Dave, I would think, too, uh, just a, a, a ballpark, especially like Citizen Bank Park, and, and we're recording this podcast in the uh, radio booth, so we're looking out at our new – they just – uh, oh, awesome. Put some new grass out. We're changing our video board, but there are the the ballpark is such a different type of a you know stadium than going to a soccer stadium. You know, so it's there's just a it's yeah. a little bit more intimate and uh, it's quirky and kind of have the different you know uh, parts to it. And um, I would think as somebody who's never seen a baseball game would come into a, a this ballpark and be like, wow, well this is much different than going to a soccer game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of the soccer stadiums, uh, uh, a lot of them are very much the same, especially the newer modern ones. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur is a slight exception. That, that, that new stadium is pretty much out as well. But every ballpark in, in, in the States is so different, in, even in dimensions, what there's to do, the layout. Um, yeah, in, in soccer over here, it's, a lot of the stadiums are still very similar to the same. You can't really even walk around the whole way around some of them. Once you're inside, you're sort of stuck to that stand and your section, and that's it. You can't really walk around. So the just the experience of going to a ballpark and, and walking around and just taking so, and so much going on, you know, especially at, at Citizens Bank, you know, with the with the whistle ball and the climbing wall, and, yep. and it's just it's great. And, and it's the two great fans for families, are, you know. And over there too, the two fans are bases are separated, right? Liverpool's on one side, yes, pretty much. Yes. And, you know, right. Man City's on the other side. You, you, there's no, yeah, there's yeah, not a lot of co-mingling. Right, right. It's probably more for safety yeah. concerns. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, because you, you, you get, you get, you know, in the Premier League, the away fans and home fans and all across the divisions, they're all segregated because you've got three, four thousand road fans, you know, in the stadium as well, having them all mixing with the home fans, especially in the big game. It's just not going to work. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're in their own section, usually behind one goal, and you'll have the rest of the home fans around them. That's the atmosphere, you know, because then they're all together and they can sing their songs and it gets the home fans going and they sing their songs. So that's the uniqueness of, of the Premier League and, and, and English football. Um, but I just don't think that would work in baseball because there's not that hostility, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, you, know, you mentioned family. You, town, yeah, you mentioned families and kids, yeah. Dave. You, you hit the nail on the head. That's a big difference, I think, between yeah. – Dave, I got two quick questions, and then uh, we, we're going to surprise you because we have a quiz. But normally I give an eight-question quiz <laughs> to our guests, but uh, I'm actually putting uh, half it on you and four questions to Tom um, about uh, England, okay. about your life in England. So uh, we'll, we'll see how – but two quick questions. One, your favorite food item here at the ballpark. Did you have one? Did you try like <laughs> Bulls barbecue or Federal Donuts? <laughs> you you stumped them on that. Crab one. fries. Now or... that's not a quiz question, oh, right, John? That's, that's not a quiz the, question. Right. Just... That's tough, man. Um, <clears throat> Bulls. I was mega impressive last time. Nice. Yeah. It's Good. taken me ten. It would taken me ten years to go to Bulls. Of all times I've been there, I'd not been there, and this time I did, and I was blown away. And I was like. I think Bulls will be my favorite. There nice. it is. All right. Good, good answer. And then the last, the last question is, what's your take on Ted Lasso? Real quick. Did, did, is, <laughs> a thumbs up or thumbs yes, down? Love it. Nice. Thumbs up. Big, big thumbs up. <laughs> it's great. You know, Ted Lasso, you know, it, it was stereotypical, but they were managing to, to laugh at themselves at the same time, but have a great storyline, 
it's, it's massive here. Yeah, you know, people really took to it here. It's like, oh, you know, they're not taking it so seriously right. and trying to be, trying to play that card. They're, 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 they're taking the mic. Because, you know, over here, if people can also take the mic out themselves and have a bit of banter, then that's great. That's fine. That's, you're one of us. Great. And Ted Lasso just hits the nail on the head brilliantly. Brilliantly funny. Perfect. Brilliantly casted. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of anticipation for the new series over here. Wow, All right. Dave's already two for two, but you got yes. more questions? I have more. He All hasn't right. even started yet. All right, so Dave, <laughs> we are going to get your address when we're done here. And we got to thank Cindy Webster, too. Yeah. Because Cindy Webster from WIP, I know Absolutely. you met Cindy. And actually, Dave, it's funny. Um, I told my wife that I was having you on the podcast, and she said, "Oh, I met I met him during the playoffs with Cindy Webster." <laughs> so you met my wife. I don't. Oh, uh, yeah, don't... yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's right. So anyway, uh, but thanks to Cindy for doing this. She also set up our last one with Smitty. Um, but okay, I've got. Scout. I have eight questions. <laughs> four are going to be to you. Four are going to be to Tom. Oh boy, okay. I, I know I'm going to do terrible. Yeah, so if you it's better, oh, England yeah. culture oh, or yes. England. Tom, right. Tom is geographically culturally challenged. So, <laughs> uh, all right, but you have, I think totally have to get six. You guys have to get six out of eight, uh, and we're going to send you a care package. And just to let you know too, we're probably going to send you a care package anyway. But let's just try to shoot for six oh, out of eight. My, awesome. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks for the visit. Let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz. All right. Yeah. First question is, and it's multiple choice, so that's easy for you. Uh, easier for you. Which is an area of London but not an area of Philadelphia and its suburbs, okay? So this is – all four of them are going to be a, a, a section of London, but also three of them are going to be yep. sections of Philadelphia or suburbs. Okay. Which one is not? <laughs> so, you, okay. so you have right. Mayfair, you have Marlebone, you have Kensington, and you have Croydon. Which one is not? Croydon, Croydon is Kensington. I'm pretty sure it's either Marlebone or Mayfair. And which one are you going with? You can use a lifeline to Tom if you want. He hasn't seen this these questions. <laughs> no, I don't use a lifeline. I'm going Marlebone. Marlebone is yeah, correct. You're nice. one for one. Yes, come on. All right. Here we go. <laughs> which one of these former major leaguers was not born in Great Britain? Okay. In all of Great Britain. Yeah. Was not born. So three of them were. Okay. Bobby Thompson, well before your time. It, uh, the shot heard around the world. Lance Painter, who's a relief pitcher. Danny Cox, who had a little stint with the Phillies. Or Yogi Berra. Yeah, yeah. Is it too? Uh, Yogi wasn't born in the UK, was he? Well, so my, go, go my, with your first. Oh, no. Go with your first uh, impression. So yes, he's correct. Yogi Berra is correct. You are two for Yogi. two. Yogi was not <laughs> yeah. an Englander. Yes. No, Bobby Thompson. No, was, I'm going to say this is not a trick question. Is it like? No, oh, no. no. Bobby Thompson's yeah, from Yogi. Glasgow, and Lance Painter's from Bedford, and Danny Cox from Northampton. All right. So which is not yeah. a former national? They do have Tom to uh, to speak you earlier. They do have baseball league over there, and they have baseballs. You know, they have a growing baseball yeah, yeah. program, yeah. and yeah. they have a national baseball league. So, um, yeah. which is not a former national baseball champion in England? Hmm. So, I'm going to name one team that was not a national baseball champion. Okay, this is going back ways, yep. right? So, which one was not? Yep, yep. The Burtonwood Bees, the Watford Sun Rockets, the Salford Sonics, or the Liverpool Trojans. So it's the Burtonwood Bees, the Watford Sun Rick Rockets, the Salford Sonics, or the Liverpool Trojans. One is actually a made-up name. The other three are real. 
Yeah, Liverpool Trojans are uh, definitely still going. I, I don't think Watford's got a team. No, Salford Sonics. Uh, and Salford. I, I'm only saying because I lived in Salford. So, so. Oh. Uh, all right, so that, oh, man. that's okay. You can go three for four, and then you're putting the pressure on Tommy. Yeah, you are. Come all on, right, Dave. But this is how you should get this one because what is the name of the Premier League soccer team coached by Ted Lasso? Is it AFC Richmond? Is it Hampton and Richmond Borough FC? Is it AFC Canary Wharf? Or is it Isle of Dogs FC? Great made-up names. Some of that one. Great names. But AFC, AFC Richmond. AFC Richmond. <laughs> All right. You were three for four. All right. Now, Tom, now the pressure goes to you. I don't know why you. you're splitting this up. You should have asked Dave all eight questions. But no, go ahead. This is good. Ready? Uh, you're going to like this, Dave. My first, my first answer is the Beatles. All right. Ready, Tom? <laughs> That's about all I know about England. Go what, ahead. What is a lorry? Ah, is it a bureau, a plane, a truck, or a sofa? Lori. Not the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles? No, not Jeff Lori. Wait. Uh, what is a Lori? Referring what, what to a Lori. What are my four? A bureau, a plane, a truck, or a sofa? A Lori. A plane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Dave. 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 Something like that. You want to tell him what it is? It's a truck. All right, a truck. truck. A lorry right. is a truck. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Ready? It is. It Go is. Ahead. When, a, when a Brit says candy floss, right? What treat are they referring to? Candy floss. Candy floss. floss. Is it cotton candy, thin licorice, Swedish fish, or gummy bears? <laughs> is it cotton candy, thin licorice, Swedish fish, or gummy bears? Cotton candy. Cotton candy is correct. Yeah. How about that, He's got Dave? it. Candy floss. All right. He's got it. What was Winston Churchill's favorite whiskey? Okay, what was his favorite whiskey? Was it Jameson? Was it Johnny Walker Red? Was it Crown Royal or was it Bushmills? Crown Royal. Cra- no, it's not Crown oh, Royal. It's really? Johnny Walker Red. Johnny Walker? Yes. Johnny, Johnny Walker, Walker Rich, right? <sighs> yeah. You're right. Uh-oh. Go All ahead. Right. So I think where are we right now? I think you need this one right here. Well, I already got. we already got three. Wrong. All right, but this is kind of more in your, in your, yeah, up yeah. In your element because it's music related. All right. The Beatles. Right. Where did Van Morrison grow up? Okay. <laughs> where did Van Morrison grow up? Was it Cork, Glasgow, Cardiff, or Belfast? Well, I was going to say Ireland. I wasn't sure what city he was from. Cork? Well... You should have a hint because there's only there's two of them, two of them are in Ireland. Uh, go ahead. Cork, Glasgow, <laughs> Cardiff, or Belfast? Belfast. Come on, this is for Dave. Belfast. Belfast, you got it. Yeah. Dave, he won you a prize pack. He's got it. He's got it. Let's go. <laughs> I think Woo. that was on a curve, John. But all right, no, he, Dave, you totally you totally deserve the prize pack. This has been a lot of fun. Amazing. Really, Thank we, you. we really had a f- lot of fun. Thanks for. Uh, I know you had to wake up at like four o'clock in the morning to do this interview. No, I know. It's, what time is it over there right now? <laughs> what time is uh, it? Now? It's just coming up to not nine. to nine p.m. Nine p.m. Okay, so you're uh, you'll get you'll get an early uh, early to bed tonight. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, now. yeah, and, and, we, and Tom and I, I we're planning on when when the Phillies are playing the Mets. In London, of yeah. something that you spearheaded, uh, we're going to have you back on the podcast <laughs> live from Wembley or wherever else they're playing the game. Awesome, uh, honor, absolute honor. I'd absolutely love that. That'd be amazing. Thank you, guys. All, All right, right Dave. sounds good. Thanks, thanks, Dave. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. All right, bye bye. And we are back, Phillies backstage. John, how much fun was that? I love it. You know, obviously, you know, I'm an Anglophile. Lived you over are. there and I've gone back uh, a bunch of times. Uh, and I uh, can't get enough of British shows, can't get enough of uh, the World Cup. I'm just, I'm, I'm all in. And I in fact, forgot- my sister's over in London right now. Yeah. And I recommended to her tonight to go to 
uh, one of the two of my favorite restaurants over there. Yeah, so. and I forgot that you had gone over there when the Eagles played over there, so you got a chance to go to Passyunk Avenue, the the bar over yep. there. And it's one of my favorite things to, to do when you're in a different city to go uh, to a Philadelphia-themed bar. And I can't even imagine doing that in l- middle of London and you're, and you're hanging out with Philadelphia fans. Exactly right. And it was uh, they had Budweiser. Now, again, I think it's a different – Budweiser, okay. But I think, but I guess it's the same. All know. right, but the cheesesteak and and you know, obviously Philadelphians, it's 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 a bold move yeah. to put a cheesesteak place, you know, in London because as you know, a lot of it's the bread and a lot of the bread comes from the water, right? Or right. The, the, the quality of the bread yes. comes from the quality of the water. Uh, and JP, the owner of Passyunk Avenue, uh, instead of getting the bread shipped over here, which would have to be frozen and sent over, he actually somehow concocted mm. something where. Uh, did something with the water where he's able to make the bread over there, I believe. Yeah, because the bread in England is not so good. I mean, obviously, people talk about uh, you know pa- uh, France and Italy, you know, bread. But in England, is the bread like not? Uh, I'm so not sure, good, but it's or? definitely different from what okay, we get. You know, whether yeah. it's Lissio's or Amoroso, right? Right. Um, so it's uh, yeah, and but he's you you taste that cheesesteak. Huh. I'm telling you, he was right. It tastes like a yeah. Jim's cheesesteak, past cheesesteak, yeah. cheesesteak. You know, Tony uh, Luke's and so. how. Cr- how great is Dave? I mean, if 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 I'm Chase Utley and I'm trying to you know spread the word on you know baseball in Europe, or, right. and I mean he's Dave should be his right hand man, right? Totally. I mean, you kidding me? He's a great ambassador himself. A great ambassador. Now yeah. I think we should reverse the tables, Tom, and you should be like the sheep herding guy in the states. Right, so all of a sudden you start your own Twitter account. You know, you get into sheep herding, right? You go over there to a big sheep herding event in yes. in Glasgow, right? And, right, and uh, next learn you all know, about it. You become famous over in Scotland yes. for your sheep herding expertise and your enthusiasm, and then you go on podcasts and start your own and spread the spread the, the word, word about on sheep, sheep herding. herding. Okay, right. I'll right. take you up on that, John. <laughs> Uh, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we could weasel our way to a Phillies-Mets game oh, We're in doing it. We're London. doing it. If, if there's a game over there, we're, I'm, I'm going. Whether I'm still employed with the Phillies or not, I'm going. <laughs> well, Dave will put us up. We'll sleep on his floor if we right. go over. But uh, that was fun, John. Uh, let's do this again sometime. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time on Phillies Backstage. Backstage.